Hello, thanks for listening to the Total Knee Tips and Pearls podcast. This is Adam Rosen, your host. I'm a fellowship-trained orthopedic surgeon who specializes in joint replacement. In these episodes, I'm going to share with you a lot of my tips and tricks and review classic articles and current implant designs. Thanks for tuning in and on with the show. Hello and welcome back. This is Adam Rosen and you're listening to the Total Need Tips and Pearls podcast. In today's episode, what we're going to do is talk about the Vancouver classification of periprosthetic fractures. This was first described by Duncan and Mastery in an instructional course lecture article published in 1995. Uh, they went on to uh, publish another article in Core in 2004, which uh, added the option of treatment options um, to their classification, which was first described in the original article. And what they were talking about, you know, were a number of factors. So they were trying to look at the location of the fracture. They were looking at the stability of the implant and then also looking at the surrounding bone stock around these fractures. So when you look at classifications that we've talked about before, they're important for numbers of reasons, um, but it has to be uh, valid and reproducible. And a number of studies have looked at this um, since its initial publication, and they found that it's a very reproducible um, classification. So something that's definitely important to understand. So they break it into three main types, A, B, and C. So type A um, is, has two subgroups. So these are fractures of the lesser trochanter, so they're described as AL, um, or fractures of the greater trochanter, described as AG. Uh, now, typically, treatment is conservative for most of these, um, unless there's a large fragment or big displacement. So for the lesser troch fractures, typically treated conservatively, uh, and they recommend unless, and if you see a large calcar fragment, um, you may want to fix that um, depending on the size. If you see um, a greater troch fracture that is non-displaced, you know, we see these sometimes after trauma, sometimes late when there's a lot of osteolysis um, and or stress shielding and the greater troch becomes sort of an eggshell, um, but they recommend open reduction internal fixation if there is displacement of greater than two and a half centimeters. Um, but for the most part, many of those fractures are uh, minimally displaced and a lot of times can be followed cautiously but treated conservatively. So the next type is type B, um, and this is subdivided into B1, B2, and B3. You know, most people are very familiar with the classic B2, uh, but when we talk about a B1 fracture, uh, this is a uh, fracture where the stem is well fixed. Um, treatment typically is open reduction internal fixation. Now, the classic Vancouver B2 uh, differentiates that fracture now when the prosthesis is loose. So the, the typical um, treatment and gold standard um, has always been revision with a long-stemmed component, you know, and with or without additional circlage cables or allograft struts or plates. Now, there have been a number of studies recently which have started to look at actually treating B2s with ORIF, um, and they've shown their outcomes. A lot of those studies, when you look, you know, they'll, they'll define kind of group A was treated with ORIF typically by the trauma team, trauma surgeon when they were on call, and the B2s that were converted to revisions were treated by arthroplasty surgeons when they were on call. So in my hand, still, you know, loose stem, you know, I'm revising, um, but just know that there are some articles and there is some data um, supporting the idea 
of you know potentially fixating this, but I think um, we need more time, more studies to um, make that a gold standard. Um, so for right now, you know, in your hands, and you know, especially on your OITs um, and boards, I would still go with the revision for your loose prosthesis Vancouver B two. Now B three. Um, this is a loose prosthesis, but this is poor bone stock. So in the B2, we're talking about loose prosthesis due to the fracture, but the bone stock is adequate. Now, when you get into the B3, that becomes a different animal because you're talking about the stem's loose, but you can't just go in and fix the bone and put a new stem in because there's not adequate bone there remaining. Um, so your two options really come down to whether or not you can fix and repair this with a revision with an associated allograft or whether or not you have to go to a proximal femoral replacement stem. And type C. Um, C is below the tip of the prosthesis, and these are typically treated with ORIF. You know, I think sometimes, though, there's a slight um, confusion where, you know, a lot of times these are talking about cemented stems or a lot of the older stems, you know, fully porous-coated. Um I think it gets confusing sometimes if you have more of a, a wedge type stem and these fracture patterns are rare, but you have a fracture pattern sort of obliquely, but it's not really below the tip of the stem. It's sort of just above the tip of the stem, but below the fixation of those proximally porous coated stems. You know, so in that case, yes, the stem is still stable. It's below the load bearing, in my opinion, aspect of the stem, but not truly radiographically below the tip of the stem. Um, and those, you know, we're treating with typically plate fixation on the femur because the stem itself is intact and is stable. Um, so, you know, there you have it. Vancouver classification first described 1995, uh, type A in the lesser and greater, uh, trochanter subgroups typically treated conservatively unless large fragments are a lot of displacement. Type Bs, um, subclassified in B1, 2, and 3. Number 1's well-fixed. Number 2 is a loose prosthesis, adequate bone stock. B3 is a loose prosthesis with poor bone stock. And your type C is a fracture below the tip of the prosthesis. So I'll put that uh, brief summary um, in the show notes. And until next time, stay safe. You've been listening to the Total Knee Tips and Pearls podcast. Make sure that you're subscribed so you'll be notified of future episodes. And please take the time to leave a review. It helps other people like you find the show. Until next time, stay safe.